This is Novel Marketing, the show for novelists who aren't necessarily fond of marketing, but still want to become best-selling authors. Episode 129. He's Thomas Umstead Jr., author, speaker, serial entrepreneur, marketing maven, tech wizard, and still a newlywed. <laughs> and he's James L. Rubart, marketing guru, water skier, guitar player, best-selling and multi-award winning author. And we have some news. Our Patreon page is at 98% of our first stretch goal, which is to keep the show weekly. So those of you who have supported already, thank you so very much. Yeah, this is really uh, exciting. And we do want to keep the show a weekly show. Uh, so if you want to check on the status of our Patreon page, you can do that at novelmarketing.com. And again, thank you so much to those of you who have already backed uh, the, the show. We really, really appreciate it. And if you want to go on and support, you can go to patreon.com slash novelmarketing if you want to go, go right to uh, supporting us. We'd really appreciate it. All right. In this episode, we're going to be talking about um, powerful marketing tools you can use to build your email list. Uh, so Jim, tell, tell us a little bit about this. Yeah. So the inspiration for this episode comes from a question from Meredith Abernathy. And just a, a quick shout out to Meredith. Meredith, thank you for sending in the question. And really fun, on Meredith's site, Thomas, she is using my book, Progress. So she's 25% of her novel, Beyond the Midnight Mountain. She's 25% of the way to finishing her sixth draft. So she is definitely working hard on this novel. I love that. And I like this lady because she loves Dr. Pepper, which, you know, was one of my drinks growing up. That was my favorite <laughs> drink. I don't drink I don't drink pop anymore, but but that's what I, uh, that's what I drank. So pretty cool. That, that's cool. And uh, her question is, I keep hearing the advice to start marketing or start a newsletter as early as possible, even before you're published. But whenever I ask for help in my Facebook writer groups, they say I'm putting the cart before the horse. I have no books to offer for free in exchange for newsletter signups. So of course, I have zero signups. Uh, I'm not sure about offering sample chapters of my novel in case they change again uh, between now and publication. Uh, so is there something I can do uh, to offer readers uh, uh, or am I doomed to launch a, a book with zero readers? So the answer, Meredith, is you are not doomed. <laughs> there is a way. And uh, we have a answer in two words. It's a two-word we'll answer. It. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's a two-word answer. Uh, but we'll, don't worry, we'll tell you more than that. And the two words are short stories. So we are both very big fans of short stories. And for those of you going through the five-year plan to becoming a best-selling author, writing short stories are a key element of that five-year plan. In fact, this is one of the reasons why people, uh, often it takes them so long to hit bestseller status or why they don't hit bestseller status is that they think they're the exception and they're the one who doesn't have to write <laughs> short stories. And short stories, everyone has to write them. They're so useful for so many ways. Uh, and the first way, the first reason why short stories are better is that they make you a better writer. Uh, so Jim, how do short stories make you a better writer? Well, you have to learn how to craft uh, a beginning, a middle, and an end. And short story structure, is it is different than writing a novel. novel. Certainly it is. But you get to write these things again and again and again. By that I mean, it might take you two years. It took me for six years to write my first novel. It does not take that long to write a short story. And so Thomas, if I write a short story, I can give it to you and Darcy and other people for input very quickly. And then I can write another one and I can write another one. The problem is 
I might have some bad habits. Well, Thomas, if I write a short story and I give it to you and you go, Jim, uh, the whole thing is telling. There's no showing whatsoever. Oh, really? Or your dialogue is stilted. Well, I might take six years of writing my first novel and it's fundamentally wrong, the entire book. Whereas with a short story, you can go, Jim, boy, the dialogue isn't singing. You got to work on that aspect of your craft. And so I can get better a lot quicker because I can go to work on those fundamentals and know what's wrong with my writing way in a way shorter period of time. When I was a kid, I was on a swim team uh, for our neighborhood, and we were the championship swim team probably eight years out of the uh, 12 or 13 years that I competed. And probably for a six-year stint of that, not only did we win the championship, we were undefeated. And it wasn't until one year when we had different coaches and used a different uh, approach that did I realize why we were beating all of the other teams so badly. And the reason we were beating the other teams so badly, the reason we were a better team uh, is that we had coaches that had been in the Olympics or had trained Olympians. And instead of having us practice swimming, they had us swim drills. So we almost never actually swam like how we would swim in the meet. If they wanted to focus on kicking, we'd spend the whole day with a kickboard just focusing on kicking or just swimming with our left arm or just swimming with our right arm because it wasn't about swimming harder. It was about swimming smarter. And short stories can be like those swimming drills for your writing. You can work on a short story and focus on just one element of your writing. Uh, My brother's been doing this. So when he was first starting And to learn how to write, one of his challenges was that all of his characters sounded like a sarcastic version of himself. (laughs) So all of the characters sound the same. It's a very common beginner mistake. And one of the things that he did to fix this is he started writing short stories specifically from different characters' voices to learn how to, to, to make that voice shift from person to person. He wrote an entire short story from the uh, perspective of artificial intelligence on a computer or in a robot. And it's brilliant. And, it's, and it, he was able to focus on just that one element of his craft in, in a short form. And so that is, I'm watching kind of in real time, and he's going through a five-year plan. So this is what's got him going through the short stories. I'm watching his writing get better before my very eyes. And it's by actually writing less books, spending more time writing, but less time writing books. And that short story really does uh, help make you a better writer. Yeah, it's I read this book, Thomas, and I think you've read this book, too, by Adam Grant called Originals. And in that book, it's in fact, the title, the full title of the book, and we'll have a link in the show notes so you can go and check this book out. Really powerful book. Originals, How Nonconformists Move the World. And one of the points he made about these people who are incredibly creative, incredibly original, come up with just epic stories or paintings or music, all these things in the arts. He says that he he, uh, cites this experiment that was done with a ceramics class where half the class was told during the semester, you are going to create the perfect pot. To the other half of the class... They were told, we just want you to create as many pots as possible. Just crank them out. Well, our instinct says, well, the pot that's worked to perfection is going to be the more beautiful pot. But the opposite was true. These people who worked on a bunch of different pots came up with the most compelling, intriguing creations. And if you think about it, it makes sense. They experimented. They did it again. They tried this. They learned this. And then they applied it to this. 
people look at a group like the Beatles and they say, oh my gosh, they write all these stunning songs. Well, yeah, but they wrote a lot of ones that were kind of mediocre. In other words, when you write short stories, you're experimenting, make another pot, another pot, another pot, another pot, and you can take those things that are gold and put them ultimately into your novel. So take the time to make a lot of different pots. That's right. And the other thing that's really powerful about short stories is that they make it easier to get feedback. So if you've written a 200-page novel and you're wanting to get feedback, asking somebody to give you feedback on your 200-page novel is a huge ask. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> right. it's like, wow, you know, are, would you like me to do your tax return for you for free as well? It's like, that's, that's a lot Build of you work. that house this summer? <laughs> yeah. But if you say, hey, I've got this five-page short story, I've got this 10-page short story, would you be willing to look it over? Suddenly, that's a more reasonable request. So it allows you to get feedback from more people more easily. And short stories make it easier to make changes. So uh, like Jim said earlier, you're not changing the same mistake for 200 pages. You're changing the same mistake for 10 pages. And then finally, and this is really important, short stories are easier to abandon if things are not working out. So when you've spent five years on a book and it's just broken and not fixable, or you're not a good enough writer yet to fix it, it is really hard to abandon that book. Often that's the very best thing for you to do for your career is to go on to the next book. Maybe you can fix the book later, maybe you can't. Although you'll find many of the best authors have several books that they started with that will never be published because they just weren't fixable. And, and when, and when, has, when, you, when Thomas says many, he, he should probably be saying like 98%. I mean, it's, it's the extremely rare author that does not have four or five novels in the drawer where they say no one will ever see this story. That's right. And sometimes they've been dead for a long time and one of their heirs will publish it as a way of getting quick money. And the key is it's quick money because they really are bad books, <laughs> even if they're written by somebody famous. Uh, and Whereas on the other hand, if you're writing a short story and it's not working out, abandoning it is emotionally not nearly as difficult. And, and that's really important. You need to be able to be working on something that's got some potential. And you may be like, hey, this question was about marketing. You so far spent your entire time talking about craft. <laughs> well, we just need to say that good marketing helps a bad book fail faster. <laughs> so, you know, some people get amazing results from, you know, advertising and marketing a promotion and other people will do those exact same things and they don't get any results at all. And the difference is one is a good book that has the, or it's the right book for the audience they're targeting. And with the other, the book is not a good fit. It's either promising something that's not delivering or it's promising people something that they don't want. And learning how to write better, how to make that right promise and deliver on that promise with your story is critical. So learning how to write better is good marketing. But with that said, now let's talk about how you can use uh, your short stories for marketing. But first, we'd like to shout out to our very first <laughs> patrons. This is our very first patron plug. So our top patron level, uh, you get a shout out once a quarter for your book. And our first patron is Jamie Foley. Jim? Yeah, Jamie Foley. I met Jamie for the first time at a conference in February of 2000. Uh, well, it must have been 2015. So I've known Jamie for about three years. She works really hard at her craft. She's very creative in design. She's got that talent as well. And so we just want to give a big shout out to Jamie and say thank you for supporting us. And we want to talk a little bit about her book. Thomas, you want to mention that? Yeah, so her book is The Sentinel Trilogy, book three, which just came out a few days ago. So this is a brand new book. It's the third book in her series. And here is her back cover copy for the book. 
Ancient Elementals Awaken, Fracturing a Dying World to its Core. Uh, Traven Aetherswift uh, returns to the land of the living, but everything seems unfamiliar, including her little brother. Zek offers to help, but can an alluring lynx be trusted? Uh, Svorshiti, uh, uh, I'm sorry, I'm mispronouncing I think you're doing name. pretty good. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> has everything she ever wanted. Uh, so the last thing she wants to do is run after traitors, but she won't leave Jet's side unless the horrifying truth about his mother's tears uh, tears them apart. Uh, Darren is sick of being used to used and lied to, but if he stands up for what's right, he'll pay the price with his life or the lives of those he loves. So it sounds like we have several different uh, plot lines that are all being uh, brought together in this uh, thrilling conclusion. So Jamie, thank you so much for backing the Novel Marketing Podcast. And you can go to Amazon and pick up uh, Jamie's book and find out a little bit more about her. Yeah, we'll have a link to it in the show notes, novelmarketing.com forward slash 129. All right, so now let's talk about using short stories for marketing. Uh, so, Jim, how do you use a short story to help you sell more books? Well, Thomas, if I said to you, I've got this killer short story, and I think you'd really like it for these reasons. This is what it's about. Um, hey, could I, uh, could I have your email address so I can send that thing to you? <laughs> you might say, why, yes, Jim, I'll give you my email address. You're going to send me the short story, right? Yes, that's the exchange. So it's as simple as saying, I need your email address, which we've said many times on this program, that is is gold. That is what we're trying to get in our marketing. That's the ultimate treasure of our marketing is having that email list and building that email list. So you see how that works. Now, we had a question from a listener who said, well, wait a minute, are you saying I post that on my blog? Um, and I give away the story that way? No, the goal of giving away this short story is to get that email address. That's right. And some authors are like, well, can I just give away the first couple pages or first chapter or two of my book? And the answer is, no, that doesn't work. <laughs> and it doesn't work for a couple of reasons. One, you're not giving a whole thing. You're, you're really just giving something that's going to make people feel they'd read your whole book. So it's not enough of a reward. But secondly, if I want to read your book for free or the first chapter for free, I don't want to do it by filling out a form on your website. I want to do it by pushing the button on Amazon <laughs> uh, so that I get it instantly on my Kindle. That's where people want to read your first few chapters for free. Uh, so you need to give them something that's a standalone item. Now that standalone item can be in your story world. So my brother, some of his short stories that he's writing are in the world that his fantasy novels are going to take place in. So he's got this city that's a flying city in the sky, and uh, he wants to explore that city. He's able to do that in a short story. He just picked a, like a tavern owner, and he wrote this amazing short story about the tavern owner. The tavern owner is not going on the great quests and adventures, or at least I assume he's not. Uh, but suddenly I have this great feel for this town that has a lot more uh, color. And I sure hope that when he writes the full story, you know, the hero will eventually go into that tavern and it'll be like, hey, I know that guy. <laughs> I read a whole short story about him, uh, you know, a couple years ago when I gave my email address on the website. So that's probably the best, most powerful use of a short story is that you can give away a short story and then maybe, you know, six months later, you change the short story that you give away for free. Because hopefully you're going to really get into the habit of writing short stories as you get good at it. Because it is like swimming drills. It's not easy at first, but it does get easier. Uh, but you can also... Uh, sell it. People would be interesting, interested in buying your short story, especially if you collect them into a bundle uh, and you can sell them as a, a bundle of short stories. Yeah, and emotionally, 
it's a lot easier to give away, hey, give me your email address and I'll give you a short story. It's easier to do that emotionally than, hey, give me your email address and I'll give you a 95,000 word novel. You've put a lot more work into the novel, not as much work into the short story, but you are going to work hard on it. And, and you can put out short stories much faster than a novel simply because of the length. So emotionally, it's a lot easier for you to do that as well. Yeah, a lot of novels re- novelists realize they need a short story about a month before their book comes out. They're like, oh my goodness, I need to get some more emails. I need to write a short story. And so they rush to write a short story. And I feel like that's doing everything backwards. <laughs> that short story could have helped make you a better writer. It could have helped you discover your story world. And the time to write it is before you go through all of the hassle of writing your first novel, not afterwards. And so, um, Meredith, if I could give you any advice, uh, it might be to put your book aside for a little while and write a couple of short stories. Uh, One, it will help you be a better writer once you do go back and revisit your book and pick up where you left off. But two, you now have some standalone items, something you can take from idea all the way to polished completion that you can then sell or sorry, sell in exchange for an email address. So give away for free on your website. And I think that you'll find that if you have a strong uh, short story, it can really help. And, and one more tip on this, I'll say, is that if you are going to be giving it away, it may make sense to get a book cover for your short story. Um, in fact, I know authors who will spend money on the book cover, especially if it's like a prequel. Uh, in fact, I think Jamie's doing this. As a matter of fact, our patron, uh, she's got her trilogy that just came out, but I believe she has a pay, uh, prequel on her website that you can get uh, for cheaper for free or that she's used as a uh, like a lead magnet to help grow her email list. Uh, so this can be a really powerful approach, but the important thing is that it's the same quality. The cover has to be the same quality because they feel like, oh my gosh, I'm getting this whole book for free. All I have to do is give my email address. And and quality in the writing, too. Do not crank out a short story so you'll get email addresses because a lot of people will go, sure, I'll give it. I'll give you a shot on the short story. That short story, that's all they know about you. And that's everything they believe about you. So if they go the short stories, that's eh, OK. Then they're going to think all your novels are eh, OK, even though they might be spectacular and way better than the short story. So take the time to make the short story sing as much as you would your novel. Yeah, don't skip the editing. And actually, this is another good advantage. So let's say you've written three short stories. Maybe have them edited by three different editors. So before you spend a lot of money paying a very expensive editor to do your book, you've had a trial run with three different editors who've edited three different short stories, and you know which editor you fit with best. Typically, authors make the mistake, and they sometimes don't find the right editor until books two or three. (laughs) Sometimes they look out with the first one. Sometimes they don't. And this is a great way of of testing out an editor in a very real-world way so that now you've got a polished book. Uh, I did something similar to this. I had editors all edit the same chapter, (laughs) and I got to see who did the better job of editing. Uh, But yeah, don't uh, send something out that you just wrote in a weekend without having another set of eyes on it. All right. Our sponsor for this episode is the Rubart Writing Academy. Jim? I've heard of that. Yes, I've heard of that. You've heard me talk about this a couple of times on the show. Um, We're doing two. My son and I are doing two Rubart Writing Academies this spring. And for those of you who are not familiar with it, this is a course and an academy that my son and I put together that focus on the four pillars of 
publication. And we look at those four pillars as marketing. We certainly talk about marketing, but we go deeper than just marketing. We talk about identity, figuring out what the theme of your life is and how you infuse that into everything you write. So we talk about marketing and branding and identity. We talk about craft, how I shape my stories. We talk about the business side of publication. And then what I think is actually the most important pillar, and that is belief. How do you stay believing in yourself? How do you stay motivated? How do you stay inspired when you are on a path that is not always the most encouraging? So we really inspire people to go out and make their dream a reality. So we're doing two this spring. We're doing one April 12th through the 15th in the Spokane Coeur d'Alene area. And then we're doing another one May 3rd through the 6th in the Lake Chelan area. The May 3rd through the 6th one, we only have one more spot available. So if that's something you're interested in, I would encourage you to jump on that quickly. We have a few more spots, not many, but we have a few more spots available for the April 12th through the 15th Academy. More information Go to rubartwritingacademy.com. You've been listening to the Novel Marketing Podcast with best-selling author James L. Rubart and Thomas Umstead Jr., giving you novel ideas on how to promote yourself and your writing offline, online, and everywhere in between. Thanks for listening.